Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guests are Julian Sage and John Bell. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Whitney. In 2019, John and Julian began teaching others how to self-manage properties through their blog, Short-Term Sage, which has grown a community of thousands of hosts and had the number one podcast on iTunes for Airbnb. John and Julian currently help others in multifamily space through leasing and managing short-term rentals through their management company. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I know there's there's uh, a lot of talk around Airbnb right now, and, and you know, is it something we should invest in? Is it not? What's going on there? You know, and hopefully, you all can shed some light in that. I'm sure you can. Uh, but I just think you know whether we're managing a a single family house, a duplex, or whether it's a 200 unit complex, short term rental is something that we should have in our in our toolbox, you know, or something that's available to us, and at least have some understanding, or at least someone like you that's uh, potentially a phone call away, where we can move into some other avenues if we need to to rent some units, or maybe even increase some income for a while, uh, depending on if it's in a place where where that would work. But welcome to the show. You know, let's dive in. Tell us a little more about you know your business, your focus right now, and let's tell us listeners how how they should why they should be thinking about this asset class as well yeah definitely thanks for having us whitney yeah, one of the one of the big things whitney that you know we'd really like to be able to help your audience is to realize that short-term rentals is uh, like an asset class that you said and a tool in their toolbox that they can definitely utilize you know a lot of people that come into the space that we help to educate you know they know nothing about short-term rentals i know airbnb just recently had their ipo and they did really well and you know people might be looking at airbnb and short-term rentals as something that they can incorporate so you know definitely want to be able to talk about some of the different options that multifamily family investors would have in the space if they are interested in, you know, as quote unquote, an Airbnb. No, that's awesome. And I just think it's a, it is like, like we both said, I mean, it's just a great option to have in our, in our toolbox and we need to, maybe I'm not an expert in Airbnb, but I need to know that there's at least an option. If I need to, you know, seek somebody out like yourself that is an expert, maybe partner with or bring in on our team, or at least provide some guidance or, uh, you know, something, if it's, if it's something that we need to take advantage of as well, why short-term rentals and what kind of got you into that? I know maybe you have military background. Is that something that kind of pushed you into short-term rentals? Yeah, for myself, you know, I fell into short-term rentals just because, you know, as a military guy moving to the DC area, you know, it's it's expensive to live here and short-term rentals really allowed me to be able to start actually living in my house for free. I purchased a, a primary residence and I was just trying to look to save some money. And when I listed my basement unit online, I realized that I was actually quickly able to cover my mortgage, which kind of inspired me to start this blog, uh, Short-Term Sage, to be able to teach other people that you know, short-term rentals is is a way that I don't have as a military guy, like I wasn't making a lot of money. So having the option to make, you know, over $2,000 a month off of a basement unit, uh, is kind of crazy when people are investing into properties, spending, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to maybe make, you know, two, $300 a month with a lot of headache, you know, as a short-term rental is a lot of simplicity. There is a lot more ease. There are different things because it is a hospitality business. But when we started teaching other people in the space, we quickly realized that, you know, this isn't just 
uh, list your basement unit online and make money business. This is actually something that you can build a whole business around, or you can incorporate that into your other types of asset classes, like in the multifamily spaces, what we started realizing as we scaled our company. Nice. And John, and, and where are you located and, and why is Airbnb your focus? I'm in the DC area, Maryland proper. And, you know, I thought of uh, Airbnb and short term rentals as more of a, a way to get some side cash. Uh, I was an avid flipper. I had a franchise uh, called Homevestors where I was buying homes and flipping homes. And I was kind of, I would say, mediocre in doing that. I was able to bring in some money. But then at the end of each flip, I was still kind of like, that's a lot of work just to get. You know, maybe, of course, we're talking probably 60,000 in, in profit, but I just felt like I could be doing something different or better. And I stumbled across Airbnbs just by going and staying at one. And once I really did the math, I was thinking, whoa, this is this is something that is way better than just going out and flipping homes. And I started, I had a full-time job at the time and I just wanted an extra like $4,000 a month. And I, I was able to achieve that very quickly. And before I met Julian, I was already like scaling, scaling up to about 24 apartments. And I had the 24 and I was still working my day job. It just was so easy to kind of get things going. And I took that franchise mindset that, you know, systems and standards kind of thing where I built these systems and it made management of these apartments really easy. And I just didn't, it didn't stress me to have them. And I was, because I was a flipper, I knew other flippers, right? So my investor friends that kind of came out and they, they had properties they were going to flip or they, they bought a bigger building and they didn't know what they were going to do. I became an avenue for them to kind of flip too, or basically fill an apartment that they had vacant. And then I would add extra income for them. So it was like a win-win for the both of us until they started, you know, literally throwing apartments at us just because, hey, I'm confident that John at the time could just go out and just fill these apartments. So I'm just going to go buy a bigger building. I'm going to give 20 apartments to John and he's going to go and do it that way. So very interesting, very fun, great business to couple in, like you guys said. Nice. Well, it's just interesting uh, just to hear how people, you know, chose the asset class that they that they're working in and, and committing their time to. Yeah, I feel like you know Airbnb is something that, you know, like I said, we should be we should know about. Can you just give us a few things? For I'd like to talk also about how you all are using a fund, you know, to invest in short term rentals. But before we do that, help the syndicator that's listening right now to kind of open their mind a little bit to. Hey, maybe we have a couple units that we could turn into a short term rental. What are some things they should be thinking about, and why maybe that. Should they should strongly consider that. Yeah, well, you know, as a syndicator, there there are a couple options that you definitely want to consider. If you do have a property, you know, a lot of people say, you know, it's it's location, 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 which which is important. But well, the thing about short term rentals that we see and that we teach others is that short term rentals don't always have to be in these like major like cities, or they don't have to be specifically in vacation destinations. A lot of people travel to different areas. You might have a multifamily building and more maybe maybe more of a rural area that's outside of where maybe a lot of hotels are, that might actually be the perfect area for a short-term rental because people traveling to that space, maybe they are looking for a corporate stay. Maybe they are a traveling nurse. 
uh, blue collar worker, someone that's going into maybe an area that your property is located in that you can accommodate for. And there might be a large business there. It uh, could be next to universities, schools, a lot of multi, you know, a lot of syndicators are looking for these prime locations where there is going to be increased jobs, where they maybe are near a university or they're, they're by something uh, that is going to draw people in. Those same reasons why people are going to be drawn in to live are also going to be uh, very similar to the same reasons people are going to be traveling there to stay. So if you are looking to incorporate short-term rentals into your business, there are a different couple options that they might have to choose from. Yeah, it, I think too, I mean, we have to think through like supplying the, like the furniture and just having it outfitted, right? You know, if we're going to have one or two units like that and, and, but it, but it could be a potential increase in, in income for a few units at least, right? Uh, and how would we think about like how many units, you know, we should consider? Uh, or have you seen other multifamily operators say, okay, let's start with one and then let's see what happens? Or do they start with a couple? What does that transition look like to kind of get our feet wet a little bit? You know, that actually just starts out just by checking almost the, the person's temperature. Some people do want to start out just to, with one unit. Some people are already somewhat hip to the space. So they want to start out with more. Uh, typically, what we end up seeing is people doing at least 10% of the apartments that they want to do. Let's just say within the first year, whether that rollout means they're going to start out with, hey, just two, or they're going to do more. But we see that they like that, or some cases we actually take up entire floors just because some people don't want to mix short-term guests with long-term guests. And we understand that concept, of course. And the advantage of having like somebody like ourselves come in is we can take the floors that are necessarily not that popular, maybe like all ground floor apartments, because our guests don't necessarily care that, hey, I'm not living here on the ground floor, but yet I'm just coming to stay. This is a comfortable space. It's styled very nicely. And I'm just here for a week. So that's one advantage that we can definitely offer there. But if we're talking about numbers, right? I mean, let's just say you can make uh, $300 per door just on a regular apartment. What we're able to bring in typically is about double that when we're taking it to a short-term market. So we're adding almost double the profit per door to the investor. And that's something that this industry is really the only thing that can do that. Is there a way to know for sure that this is going to be a good investment for us? And I was thinking about like, how do I say, okay, this property, you know, if we have 500 units in one market, how would I best determine which property I should start with? Maybe, you know, maybe one or two to try to start with to try. You know, there are some really useful tools out there uh, that we use in our industry. One of those tools being uh, AirDNA. AirDNA, it's just a market analyzer tool. Uh, another tool that we like to use is uh, Price Labs, which is a uh, pricing tool, and they have uh, similar data, a little bit different. And then going online and looking at uh, sites like Airbnb and seeing what other listings are in the area and what some of the revenue and that they're bringing in. Not only the revenue, though, but the quality of the properties. Uh, these are things that we look at. Or you could work with you know guys like us you know we love to look at properties and analyze them and you know come up with numbers and see if it'd be a good fit and that's that's kind of one of the services that we provide to uh, multifamily owners nice well let's talk a little bit about how you all aren't just going and buying you know a property to turn into Airbnb you're also operating a fund that's buying you know Airbnb properties can you just speak to that fund a little bit operating a fund while you know to buy Airbnb properties as opposed to a lot of the listeners are going to be familiar with obviously syndicating deals which are funds uh, you know in themselves but you all have a different type of fund and can you just walk through, walk us through that a little bit 
Yeah, we had came up with a different concept, right? We worked with a bunch of people, a bunch of investors. And what we found is that having a certain amount of units in one space is great, but there's some seasonality that that person is exposed to. So how do we kind of uh, hedge off some of that seasonality, which kind of gave us the idea of, hey, let's start a fund where we can go out, we can pick up apartments in different markets to basically flatline the seasonality across the board offering great returns just throughout the year. And we also know that, hey, picking up a short-term rental is way cheaper than going out and buying a property because we use a method called rental arbitrage, which is basically we go and rent an apartment and we rerun it back out to uh, Airbnb guest or short-term guest. And that way we're only in for the furniture, the security deposit. So we're talking, let's just say 10,000 per apartment. So allowing somebody to come in, dump some money into the fund, we're actually paying out 24.5% IRR on that fund. So really great returns. And we're doing that over a five year span and you almost can double your money by investing into the fund. Interesting. And tell me what parts of the country are, are you all seeing as best for Airbnb right now? Maybe you can speak to just the pandemic and things that's happened as well recently and how that's affected this market. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are, you know, looking at short term rentals as something that has been seriously impacted. And that's really going to be very market and location dependent. So uh, let's just say for us, you know, we've got properties uh, located in Miami, DC, New Orleans, Pensacola, and different, different areas. Each market it has a slightly different effect. You know, we see just outside of the metro areas are actually doing surprisingly well because people are looking to get away from the cities and are looking to get into more rural, more outside of uh, these metro areas. But even in these metro areas, again, people are still traveling for for work. People are still, you know, doing business. So, you know, the areas that we might see the greatest impact might be, you know, completely isolated destinations, maybe like Tulum or you know, a lot of maybe maybe like ski resorts, things like outside of that. But really, again, it's going to be market and location dependent because each county is going to have different regulations on how they, you know, will adjust the travel. But short-term rentals, you know, it really is a market-specific type of uh, effect. So let's say, you know, okay, as a multifamily operator, we we have a couple units we are now turning into Airbnb. What are some ways just that we can maximize the revenue? I mean, some things that I wouldn't know about unless I'm speaking to somebody like yourself, you know, that we haven't that we haven't talked about already. Uh, you know, I would say it's probably best to go out and just contact somebody like us or us because we're going to be able to analyze the property and tell you at least what we expect to bring in. And we have a template in which that we know we can put in as far as aesthetics and looks and feels that satisfy our guest. You know, a lot of people sometimes when they think of Airbnb, it's like, oh, I'm going to Ikea. I'm going to pick up this furniture. I'm just going to throw this thing together, but I want to charge $300 a night. And that technically is an epic fail. If you go out and do something like that, you're really not going to maximize uh, what you're going to bring in. Your reviews won't look that great. So if you want something that's very turnkey, you want to talk to a professional that's done it over and over again. And uh, collectively at the moment, we have over 50 apartments that we do this for. So in, like I said, multiple markets. So it's, it's very easy for someone like ourselves to come in in a direct and then go ahead and just provide returns for you. What about the, you know, just like price range or class of property that we're going to get the best return on investment? I know the location is going to mean so much and where, you know, all those things, but, but like, you know, if we're thinking about a, 
you know, a class A building or nice duplex on the beach somewhere versus, you know, a smaller house, older house in town somewhere. You know, how do we think through some of those things and just how nice of a property it should be? Yeah, I think, and that comes down to the type of guests that you are going to be hosting. So if you're going to be, if you have a, a building right by the beach, you know, real class A property, what you're going to be charging is going to be obviously a lot more for that property because you're going to be trying to attract, you know, a guest that may be just traveling for an experience. They are looking for something that's a little bit more high end. So if you're going to be putting money into that property, they're going to have a certain level, a certain expectation, more like, let's say like a Marriott, a uh, real high end Marriott. Type of stay, as opposed to maybe let's say this is a, a rehab property, maybe it's a, a B plus B property in more of a rural area, then you don't have to go super high end in the property. You might be catering this towards more like a family traveler. So you might be thinking more of in mind of like the hotel, maybe more like a holiday inn, uh, something a little bit above that maybe. Because again, a lot of people, when they think of Airbnb, they think of maybe like your mom and dad, a basement unit in your in your primary residence. But the real shift is that you, know, you have a building that can be very similar to like how a hotel. So we're, we're looking at short-term rentals and more of like the franchise model. If I'm going to be traveling to the area and I see a beautiful building that looks comparative to a hotel, but it's got a full kitchen, it's got you know a full bathroom, more walking space, I'm going to be maybe more inclined to travel and go to that area with my family or even just personally because you know hotels are going to be very limited in space and what they provide uh, to me personally as a traveler. How do you prepare for a downturn when, you know, with Airbnb? Yeah, it's it's one of the questions that we get all the time and even how we kind of made it through the pandemic and, and things like that is uh, we got to know our seasons, right? Uh, knowing our seasons, let us know how we basically change our pricing. And uh, we get really aggressive on pricing when things are low. That way we can get longer stays and we try to target longer stays, stays that are like three months or, or less or some, most times more. And we just try to get through that low to get back to the high where we can go ahead and charge our maximum price. So pricing has a lot to do with it. Uh, marketing has a lot to do with it. And um, actually just screening and trying to get the right guest for the right length of stay is really key. And what do you all predict to happen, say, over the next six to 12 months, just either in the real estate market in general or specifically to you know short-term rental? Yeah, I, th I think the big shift in the short-term rental market is like we were saying, there's been these homey Airbnbs for a lot of time. You know, Airbnb started with someone just renting out an air mattress in their apartment in San Francisco. Today, though, Airbnb has really shifted the game for investors because again, like we're saying, we're seeing a, sh a shift from just a mom and pop run Airbnb unit to more of a, a standard and system set in place where there's a certain level of cleanliness, there's a certain level of experience that a guest might have the amenities, what you would be seeing there are going to be unlike anything you'd see at a hotel, but the quality of the stay might even be better than a hotel because again, it's going to be more personal. It's going to be more customized. And again, there's different asset classes, different you know classes of properties and how you furnish and cater those properties is going to be uh, probably dependent on that class of property as well. Do either of you or both of you have uh, you know any daily habits that you're disciplined about that have helped you achieve success? Definitely. I mean, you know, personal development is just one of those things that, you know, you all constantly have to kind of work on. So uh, constantly just reading something at least 30 minutes a day. But outside of that, I mean, 
just really just trying to stay positive and keeping a great mindset just to make sure that, hey, our people, our employees are definitely feeling great about doing their jobs, as well as we're doing everything that we can to make things easier for them. So one of my daily habits that I add into that is just exploring new systems, automations, and things like that to just try to better or ease a certain pain point that we have within the business. What's your best source for meeting new investors right now? I'd say that probably the best source right now has just been, you know, kind of forcing ourselves to do it. We started a podcast in the multifamily space just to be able to talk to guys like you, Whitney. So, you know, kind of, you know, John and I are both ITs. Uh, we're both introverts. And if we could just close the door and stay inside all day, I think uh, COVID-19 COVID has probably been a best thing for us because it's just like, we don't have to go out. Uh, we could stay inside. And if we choose to go out, you know, that's by choice. But for us, best way to, for uh, meeting investors has been through podcasting and kind of forcing ourselves to go out there. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Definitely. It's been, I guess, word of mouth and performing well for uh, just our clients in general, right? I mean, you get one investor that has something and you perform very well, they're going to definitely tell everybody else. And that has just kind of propelled just our business in general, just because, hey, this one person is going to go get us our next person because we're going to make sure we do a great job for him. And then it's just the confidence that our investors really have to go out and say, hey, okay, I'm going to do this building. It's a little bit out of reach, but I can adjust my cap rate just a little bit because I know I'm going to have these guys come in and, and do this for this, these certain set of apartments. So that's that's been great. Awesome. Well, guys, how do you like to give back? Um, I would I would honestly just say it's through through content and educating other people. You know, John and I are both really passionate about you know teaching others about the space. One of the things that I love about podcasts like yours, Whitney, is that you know you listen to every episode and you just get that little light bulb moment. And for me, you know, in the space was that light bulb moment when I was listening to John and his story about you know how he scaled his business. So I would I would say that's been the most powerful thing. And to add to that, we also, we're veteran friendly. We prefer, you know, veteran employees first. We kind of have a standard for that. And we also give back to veteran charities. Awesome. Well, guys, I'm grateful to have you on the show. Thank you for your time and just being willing to share your expertise around this niche that not all of us are very familiar with. But however, like we said, you need to know something. You need to know at least know you guys. So, you know, when we think there's uh, an opportunity there that we, hey, we could call you and say, hey, is this, you know, what does this sound like? Am I just crazy? Or is this a good opportunity or not? Because, hey, it, you know, I don't want to get shiny object syndrome either, right? You know, when I can, you know, potentially hire somebody like yourself to help me manage something and, and even manage it much better than I could uh, when it's outside of my niche. And so uh, grateful, uh, just for you sh just shedding light on that to all the syndicators and operators, passive investors that are listening. So tell them how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. I would say the best place that you can get in contact, you can go to uh, shorttermsage.com. You know, there you can learn about short-term rentals. We have a lot of tools, uh, like we said, AirDNA and things like that, that we link to. If you're looking to just learn about the space, you can also just email us at uh, julian at shorttermsage.com. Send me an email. I'm free to happy and you know, help you through your short-term mental journey. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.